everybody, welcome to Media Review Pod, a variety podcast about discussions, opinions, and interviews focusing on the entertainment side of media. Today, I will be going down the pipe hole and into Mushroom Kingdom with our guest, who marks his third appearance on the podcast. You might know him as Breakman X or Professor Nyquist or the founding executive director of the Wi-Fi Film Festival, but I know him as my filmmaking colleague, Professor Matthew Nyquist. Matt, welcome back to Meter Review Pod. Thank you. It's really great to be here again. I love chatting with you. Every single time has been an absolute blast. Yeah, and it's good to see you. I mean, we haven't talked in, what, about a year or something like that, right? Yes. Yeah, It's it's been a crazy year for me. Um, my wife is getting her doctorate right now. Oh, so wow. in addition to everything else, I'm kind of um, doing a lot of the house stuff more than, you know, 50%, which is totally cool. Yeah, um, yeah. And she's doing she's doing awesome with it. She's going to be in uh, psychiatry. Um, wow. So, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. So how, how long is this? Does she have how much how much more? She's almost done. She's been doing it for a while now. So she's only got until the end of um, the fall. Okay. So by December, she'll be Dr. Nyquist and we'll be all good to go. But Very it's cool. Uh, yeah. No, it's awesome. I'm so incredibly proud of her. I can't even uh, describe it. She's she's a rock star. So, yeah. well, speaking of being proud, let me let me publicly congratulate you on your tenure at Washburn University. Thank you. Yeah, it. um it, it, it felt good. It, it's a, actually a lot of work. You have to write and justify uh, every second of your entire existence. <laughs> so um, it was, I think, I think mine ended up being 650 pages. What? Yeah. Like it's, it's a lot of Dude, writing. Dude, that's a book. I know. It was, I had no idea it was going to be that long when I started. So you're publishing <laughs> it, right? No, because it's <laughs> no one would want to read it. It's, it's it's literally like everything that I've done, like at school and um and like comments from students and um it's just it's it's uh it's it was overwhelming. But um I'm really glad that uh it goes in and then it goes through like six different committees, so you get to get really nervous for each one. Uh-huh. Um. I turned it in back in October, and the final vote was uh, just a couple of weeks ago. So. Are these are these people who know you, or just complete strangers? Um, the first group knows you, okay. and then um, the second, the the groups after do not usually know you as well. Especially like um, there's a a, a university wide group that looks at it, and it's like from chemistry and physics and all sorts of different places. So you're like having to explain to them what filmmaking is. Yeah. Um, and they're all really smart people, but you know, it's not their expertise. Right. So you yeah. have to like, yeah, of course, really uh, describe it. So it was super stressful, but thank you very much. I really appreciate it. It was, I'm so glad it's done. <laughs> now, what about the Wi-Fi film festival? Cause that's coming up, right? Yes. No, I'm super excited about it. It is a, um, it is a labor of love that um, is pretty much a second job at this point yeah <laughs> uh, it takes it takes an extraordinary amount of work from you know fundraising to get the people here and um just you know everything with that with the talks and um with everything else but uh, our our lineup is is awesome we're going to start out with um one of our friends 
um, Leonora and Zaljua, um, who's on the on Friday six thirty on April twenty first. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of these events, um, the the films we can't stream just because of uh, licensing and such. Um, but um, a lot of the events will be broadcast on our Facebook Live. So if you go to WiFiFilmFestival dot com and click on our Facebook link right there, you'll be able to watch Leonora, for example. Um, and then we're um, the university wide theme is health and healing, kind of after COVID and um, a lot of things obviously going on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a one of the professors on campus who's actually in English is um, done a lot of research on film as therapy and is kind of doing a, a workshop on that. Alan Holzman, your old friend, right, right from from USC, he's yeah. going to do one um, on editing and specifically around um, the I Have a Dream speech. Um, he's kind of re-edited that. And then um, our entrepreneurship uh, workshop with um, Rick Lejeune, who's an entrepreneurship expert here. There's a movie called The The Pulpit, um, which we're going to screen and have a Q&A of. And every time we also have a women's panel, which has um, a really fantastic group of female filmmakers that Sue Vickery, who's actually an alum of our school, um, puts together, but um, really great group, including uh, a woman named Jill Gavargazian, who directed a movie called The Stylist, which she did in Kansas City, but has been um, getting a lot of attention in you know variety in, in different places and just shot her second feature. So she'll be there. She was We uh, screened her film last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have Micah Brown, who is, he's actually a local here. But he's uh, done work with uh, Showtime, ESPN, Amazon. He's actually show running a show at Amazon right now. Um, just did one with John Cena. He's um, he lives here, but flies out like he's in LA this week mm. shooting. Um, and so he'll be here. We're gonna screen the Goonies. Oh, yeah. We we always do a family friendly like screening night yeah. um outside there's this place downside downtown where there's this outside kind of movie theater and um the businesses around there's uh bars and restaurants and there's food trucks and things um so we'll show the goonies for that and then um yeah so there's and of course a lot of really amazing films that we're gonna gonna show from mm-hmm. um from all around the world uh, it's a it's an international event um so lots of really high quality films to show as well but i'm i like i said i'm super excited it's turned into um a class actually so we have a how so it's um it was something that was presented to me as an idea because it's like you're spending so much time on this um you know partially turn it into a class because you'll have a lot of help with a lot of students to help Mm -hmm. and um then you teach one less class that doesn't have to do with the festival (laughs) um but it's the again. It used to be a really small class, just a, a couple. But we have uh, between twenty five and thirty oh, this wow. semester. Yeah, and so we we have like a, a social media team, a PR team, um, a team that's raising money, um, a team that worked on the website, a film team that films PSAs and um, kind of advertisements and stuff. We have one that's going on PBS um, here pretty soon. Um, so and then. Um, another professor who's actually on the PR side, mm-hmm. um, Dr. Kristen Grimmer, has kind of become my partner in crime with it. And she um, 
has a lot of skill sets I don't have mm-hmm. that, you know, beyond film. And so she um, has really been just amazing to work with because she understands the PR side of things. And I can just focus on, you know, the film aspect, the the programming and um, the guests and things like that. And then the film uh, promos. And she does a lot of uh, pretty much everything else. So it's a nice... Um, collaborative effort with us and um kind of our our department as well as um just a a ton of students and um student we have a student panel that does the first um judging of the films and then the ones that pass through that level go to our kind of upper echelon judges which are um some professionals from the industry as well as uh professors and and things like that Mm. so it's 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 a lot of fun i mean i i um it's it's grown a lot and we in just a couple a couple years very cool now when is this gonna be airing or streaming um so it starts on april 21st april 21st okay um at 6 30 p.m that'll be leonora and that's all we're doing that night is just leonora she's the kickoff and then saturday april 26th from uh 10 a.m all the way until um midnight really because we have an after party um but the, the streaming stuff would end that day at um about seven thirty. okay and that's and then, central time right yes all central time and then um sunday is um the awards ceremony which is only online we okay. do it that way because um not all the filmmakers can make it here and yeah. that way everyone can kind of um see what their film won or not um you know on the on the our pre-recorded awards mm-hmm. award show, which is a lot of fun to do. The students love to shoot the, uh, the award show. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's very cool. Very exciting. Everybody be sure to tune in. Thank you. So today we're going to talk about some video gamey stuff because our feature movie today is going to be, the Super Mario movie. But I am aware that this subgenre has existed starting from the 90s, where we started getting some adaptations, video game adapt- adaptations. And this is my opinion, but I think that video game movie adaptations have had a very rough going since they began. And to me, the question is why? It's always, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a hardcore gamer. But it's always what what why why is it that they can't seem to get some of the things right? You know, if if writers can adapt a story, a short story, a novel, or a legend, what has been the hurdle in this particular subgenre? And my feeling is that back then they were probably focusing on the wrong thing. You know, many of these movies try to make. Uh, sort of Hollywood story around a very simple premise and trying to, you know, spread that butter onto a very limited toast eventually just yielded in less than great results, especially when it came to plot and acting. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, as, as you've said, video game movies have mostly been terrible. Um, and I think you're on the right track with with a lot of this. I, I I always felt like it was something where they they pay for the license and then um 
that's pretty much where the thought, you know, that's where the resources go. They pay for the license for whatever movie or whatever video game it is and, and make a, a movie out of it. But I also think, you know, trying to um, make a movie out of a thin story um, just doesn't work well. But even if you look at um, like Resident Evil, the the original movie, I mean, that that diver- that Resident Evil doesn't have a deep story by any means, but it has more of a story than, you know, something like Super Mario Brothers would have. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then they, they kind of tainted it. And I, I think, um, there's an attitude about video games. I mean, I think, um, there is an attitude that video games are a lower art form if, you know, they don't even consider it an art form. Um, and beyond that too, that the audience, um, won't notice the difference, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. type mm-hmm. thing. Um, so like a, like sort of a, like a bias, Towards. Yeah, yeah, definitely biased towards them, and um, and I think that leads to um, resources, you know, not being um, very well allocated to them. But I think you know the same thing could have been said about comic book movies too for a while. I mean, there was some not so great comic book movies made, um, some Marvel movies like the original Captain America movie mm-hmm. from what like the early nineties. Very campy and, you know, enjoyable, but nothing like, you know, the, the Marvel MCU that came later that kind of standardized that, yeah. that kind of format. Also, I mean, technology kind of caught up to what yes. we could show. But that, that makes me think about a movie like Superman the Movie, where I think that, yes, the, the visual effects were there for that particular movie, but also... The script is really good. Yeah. So they were able to, one, have a good script, and two, stay true to the spirit of that comic. And and that's probably a a lot of the criticism that the Man of Steel, for example, got, that that spirit of Superman wasn't kept within that story. Uh, But yeah, I mean, comic books did have... Uh, crappy outings, but well, you, you have you have things like Batman and Batman Returns, and X Men later on in the two thousands. So they were progressively getting better, but but uh, video game movies they they just had like five or six back to back atrocious movies and terrible. Look, Mortal Kombat from nineteen from nineteen ninety five. It was a very commercial success, right? But it it's not a stellar representation of what the game is, especially because there was a huge chunk of cheese curd all over the script. And it, it, there was something missing about it. We can look back on it, and it's nostalgic. About that time, we wanted to see these stories represented on the screen, but they weren't able to kind of capture the spirit of what it was to maybe play the game, especially for a movie like that, which is a tournament. And and the characters in the game fight and die, and once they die, then you move up in the ranks. How do you translate that to a movie? So that was weird. Um, and then in the, in the 2000s, we have movies like Lara Croft, which also was very successful. And like you said, Resident Evil, which spawned many sequels. 
But there was still something that was missing. Uh, and I don't even want to talk about Doom because that uh, that's another thing. Um, and like I said, I'm not a hardcore gamer, but I suspect that gameplay has been a big part of the feeling of incompleteness. It, when you play, you become the character, right? And, and, and you're part of the story. So, you know, you kind of feel like you're the main character and it's, it's as much as the character story as it is yours. So when the movie comes around, there's this disconnect that happens while you watch and not play. And I don't know. Something had to gel, right? Um, also, storytelling has changed, right? I mean, you, you, um, you're a really big fan of Final Fantasy, right? And um, how has that how has that changed video games? Because we had the simpleness of Mario, right? Simple story. And then storytelling has evolved to a point where now it's very cinematic. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. And when I, um, I actually, thankful, I get to teach a video game storytelling class now for fun. All right. um, I get to teach it again in the fall. So we, we talk about some of these things. And one of the things we do talk about is exactly what you're saying with the, um, gameplay being a huge part of um of video games mm -hmm. and there's a flow state that you can get into similar to how people get in it with sports or whatever else where um the 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 disconnect between you thinking about playing the game and you actually kind of are um actively playing in the game where you're not thinking about it and you're just purely connecting to it mm -hmm. which is is really amazing i think that's part of it um but with Final Fantasy specifically, um, I mean, I, I Final Fantasy, especially seven, which is is my favorite, and you could say six before that is also um, has a phenomenal story, and they kind of gradually built up to getting better and better. Um, but games have different things that you get out of them, right? You'll have games where where the purpose is solely gameplay, and then you'll have games where the focus is really, really story-driven and the gameplay is almost secondary. And then you have games that will combine both of them. You get a huge layer of depth and you get 40 hours to, to go through this story right. um, where you play as, as, your, as this character and um, figure out that the, you know, your past is different and all, all this, these sort of things. Um, and I think it's a different method of storytelling too. I think... Um, while there's similarities in all types of storytelling, video games um, tell a much longer story and in a different way where I think the pacing of the story is one of the most important things. Um, getting people to continue on this journey for, you know, 40 hours, especially as an adult now. I mm -hmm. mean, when you have kids and, and everything else that's going on, committing that amount of time to one story is an immense investment. Yeah. So, you know, where a movie you can sit down and watch an hour and a half or two hours or whatever, or four hours if it's, you know, really long. Um, and you're you've kind of experienced the whole thing, but a game is, you know, especially for someone like us, is a multi month, if not year long well, uh time investment. I still haven't finished Breath of the Wild. Yeah, me either. I haven't had the time. And it's an awesome game. Well, I just I, I I don't have the time. So what what do you think of the the breaking of the uh weapons in that game you know i was talking to my brother about that yesterday as a matter of fact 
Uh, I hate it. <laughs> Me too. I, uh, okay, hate is probably a, 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 a too strong word. I, I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of it because it just slows me down so much where I just give up. I give up. Yeah. I, I think I have the best sword ever, and it's not the, the what, the time sword or the, the whatever? the Ma- Master sword? Yeah, the master sword. And it breaks. And yeah. it's just so frustrating that I have to go back and get the thing. And the, 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 so I, I just, I, I give up. I, give, I can it's play a, for maybe like an hour and then I have something else to do and then I forget where I am when I come back. And it, it, I mean, Zelda is one of my absolute favorite series of yes, all time. I mean, yes. I, I love, I, I sing a song to the, the, every, actually almost every day I take my daughter to school, I, we sing the Legend of Zelda theme together in the car. Um, but Breath of the Wild is a different game. It is, um, and it's an evolution and it's taking all sorts of modern elements of, of games, um, from open world games and things like that. And it's modernizing it and it's, it's not, it's making sure it doesn't get stale, mm-hmm. but it just does not, um, it's just not for me. Um, <laughs> and I, I guess, you know, I'm an old man, but I just like the, um, the, the formulaic Zeldas, I guess that mm-hmm. ended with Skyward Sword where you, you know, you have the dungeons and you have the things and your sword doesn't break. Right. <laughs> You don't have to cook food. Yeah, I know, I know. You know, you don't get all these side quests. So, speaking of Zelda, do you feel like this has given us better content to grab on as far as adaptation goes? Because, like you said, Zelda has evolved; it has matured along the years. And I, at least in my experience, The Legend of Zelda was one of the first games where there was actually a story to follow. Yeah, and I think I think we'll get a Zelda movie. I mean, I I don't um, I don't have any insider knowledge or anything, mm-hmm. but I think you know if you look at the success of uh, the Mario Brothers movie, Zelda I think lends itself to being a movie even better than than Mario would. Um, and Breath of the Wild, which I respect greatly as a well designed game, I just don't have fun with it. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. But uh, the first three to me are just perfect games almost right yeah for me it's it's uh the ocarina of time i was just listening to that soundtrack actually today yeah it's a great soundtrack well ocarina of time the 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 gameplay just changed completely oh yeah and so yeah i i love that game i love that game anyway not to not to fall into the legend of zelda wormhole (laughs) hard uh (laughs) but there have been recent successes with with uh, video game adaptations, especially when it comes to mascots. Yeah. And I'm talking about the Sonic movies. You know, with the Sonic movies, there came a noticeable shift. For the first time, we get an adaptation of one of the most famous video game mascots. And at least for me, it totally works. Uh, oh, I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Why... Why do you think that was? What I was think, it about these movies that kind of clicked and worked? I think with Sonic, it was a perfect. It's not exactly like the game, mm-hmm. but it's a, it's it's in the spirit of the game. Perfectly well. I mean, Son- Sonic's character. Um, I recognize him as Sonic. Yes. Like I see him on the screen and I see how he acts. I'm like, oh yeah, that's the Sonic I grew up with. Mm-hmm, Whereas mm-hmm. a lot of the video game movies before that. I'm like, this is something different. It's the same name, and there's some similar aspects, but 
that's really where the similarity ends. Where the Sonic movie, um, both of them, I think, um, are perfectly in the spirit of um, of the Sonic games, and they're so much fun. I mean, um, my daughter loves those movies too, and it got her to play the original Genesis Sonic games. Oh, very um, cool. Yeah, she. Um, those are actually the ones that that she likes. But she, um, after we saw. I can't, one of them, I can't remember if it was one or two, um, she asked to play them and she, um, you know, every once in a while she'll want to play a few levels of, of Sonic 1 or 2, especially. She didn't like 3 as much, but mm-hmm. 1 or 2. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I know Sonic, I think Sonic is um, just the absolutely fabulous reimagining, but still perfectly in the spirit of what we all grew up loving about Sonic. Right. And then you throw in a little bit of Jim Carrey doing his thing, which is perfect awesome. casting. I know, right? For so long, he has avoided being what he started doing right. when when he started the, the the in the film industry, right? And to see him go back to that, it was just great. It it, it just took me back to 1993 watching Ace Ventura. Pedro. Exactly. I, I completely agree with you. And what, the thing is, I went into that movie not expecting much. I took my kids, and I, I really, really enjoyed that movie. Yeah, it was same, surprisingly enjoyable. Same with me. I I went in and you know I it wasn't ex- I wasn't expecting to like hate it, but I wasn't expecting to like it. I was like, this isn't going to be like torture. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoyed it, and uh, my kids all really enjoyed it too well the other thing is that they took elements from the game right and like you said it was it was true to the spirit of the game and they did this sort of hybrid where sonic just comes to our world so they ha- they don't have to worry about replicating any of the actual levels of the game it's sonic as we know him right because that atrocious hybrid thing that they initially rendered as Sonic was terrible. Um, I don't know where that came from. Were they thinking about maybe doing a, a like a real life hedgehog? Because I guess I I don't know. I I never understood where that came from, and I <laughs> and the fact that they changed it too yeah. made me actually worried about the movie. Because then it's like, well, they're not. Maybe they had an idea behind it, and then they're they're going against it, but, right? Yeah, that was a good save. Oh, yeah. Because that was bizarre. Yeah, because like you said, when we look at Sonic, it's the Sonic that you know. Yes. Right? Uh, so, all right. So we have the Sonic movies. They're a success. And then this year, The Last of Us comes out on HBO, and it's a massive hit. Huge hit. Okay? We are witnessing the video game adaptation with which every other adaptation will be measured against, okay? The Last of Us is a very popular game. It's been on multiple platforms. And did you you haven't watched it, right? I haven't watched it. Okay. I played the game. Okay, all right. So you've um, played the game. Way, way back when the first, it's been, re- it's like on three three platforms now, I yeah, think. I, yeah. I played it on the first one it came out. Okay, all right. So you know you know the story. Yeah. Um. I really like the show. I think it's a very good example of what can be done 
when you have a a game that also have has a very intricate narrative uh i never played the game so when i went into watching the show i had no idea what it was about i knew it was about quasi zombies but i didn't know the nitty-gritty of it right and i think it really works especially when they kind of deviate from the action of the game and go into other specifics while still remaining true to what the spirit of the game is i think right uh, i do have some quibbles with the show and it's probably my fault because since i know that it's adapted from a game then i can pinpoint things that feel very gamey <laughs> like for example if somebody's on top of a roof and they're shooting <laughs> at things i say well this is this comes from probably a, a, a level in the game where you have to do that, right? And that kind of takes me out a little bit from watching the show. It makes me feel like, um, for example, these characters are part of are part of the game, and you know that they're probably gonna maybe survive because you're you are them because you're probably gonna take them all the way through the end of of, of 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 the game. So for me, that feeling of dread wasn't there. Right, whether they make it or not, it it just wasn't there. But in the end, I have to acknowledge that you know the story is not really about that. All right, there are moments of the show that kind of push you into feeling like there's some dread. I just couldn't get there. But I know that the show is not really about that. But aside from that, you know, the production is spectacular. I mean, the creature effects are great. The sound effects. The sound design in general is one of those soundscapes that give you that sense of dread. And it yeah. really, really, really works. Um, the acting is excellent. And the story, at its core, it's not about zombies or about killing people or anything. Like that. It's just, it's about, at least for me, it's about love in the most terrible of circumstances. And, you know, that makes it a story about us. Yep. So I really, really recommend the show. Uh, Like I said, I think it's going to go down as one of the best adaptations uh, of a video game. And now we're at that pinnacle of adaptations. And today we are here to talk about the latest adaptation, the Super Mario Brothers movie. And I think this is a perfect moment to talk about the one that started it all, the ill-fated 1993 movie, Super Mario Brothers. All right. So I just want to give a quick synopsis of this movie and a brief, very brief history. So the synopsis is, two plumber brothers travel to a parallel version of New York City to save Daisy from the evil King Koopa. Huh. Yeah, it's all right. Sounds like Mario, right? That sounds kind of like a Mario thing, right? Well, this movie is notorious for its insane production. You had a married couple as directors who were basically handicapped from the beginning and they just couldn't handle it. You also had a script that was being constantly revised and rewritten, a Disney distribution acquisition, many reshoots, tone shifts, and... Actors who knew that they were in a dud. <sighs> Matt, do you have any general feelings on this movie? 
Um, I remember being really, really disappointed. Um, I, because I love, I mean, I love Mario so much. And I, even the trailer, like, I mean, when I saw what, what Bowser or Koopa looked like, I was like, okay. Um, but I just remember, uh, I didn't see it in the theater. I saw it like VHS. Okay. And I don't even think I finished it as a kid. Um, wow. I, oh. I think I, maybe fast forwarded through it or something like that but i i it was so bad oh my gosh um one interesting thing i read about it um some article was suggested to me a year ago or a year or two ago um the crew apparently made t-shirts making fun of the directors wow during the production yeah that that <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty bad like shirts with like phrases that they would say and things like totally ripping on them not wow. in a nice way like uh -huh. in a very like we hate you yeah way. yeah wow wow that's that's well i read that uh bob hoskins and john linguizamo would get drunk before going on set and honestly that doesn't surprise me my expectations for this movie i was a big fan of Mario. I was a fan of the OG NES game. And this film came after the very successful Super Mario World, which I got for Christmas. And I was really into Mario. So what better moment to release this movie, right? Especially the first video game feature film adaptation. This was going to be awesome. I was super pumped. And the day finally came, and I was there watching this movie in a movie theater with a huge screen and impressive sound. Bob Hoskins, John Linguizamo, and Dennis freaking Hopper. But something was off. And I couldn't really pinpoint it. I mean, Mario was there. Luigi was there. The princess was there. Creatures called Goombas were there, right? King Koopa, Babam, even mushrooms that covered the entire city. But somehow, just watching the movie, I felt uncomfortable. The set looked like, like it was from Demolition Man or something like that. I don't know. And yes, it had the name Super Mario Brothers, right? But was it? Really? I mean, nothing about it gave me that feeling I got from the game. None of it was fun, right? Or exciting, for that matter. And it really wasn't until a few years later that I understood that what I had witnessed was a really, really, really bad movie. And, yeah. And looking back, you know, even if I catch a glimpse of it... There's, there's a bit of nostalgia about it, about that time in my life. And I can watch some of it with my eyes rolling very, 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 very far back every two minutes. But still, I consider it one of the biggest movie disappointments in my entire movie theater going experience. It was just bad. Oh, yeah, I, I would agree. I think it's the most disappointing movie I've ever seen. <laughs> I think, I mean, it seemed like... It, it was like someone was trying to make a knockoff Mario movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. It, 
They even had Yoshi there. How can you go wrong with Yoshi? And somehow, I don't know. I don't know if the the effects weren't there or I don't know what happened, man. Tonally, it was just way off. Yeah. And you're right. Your buildup is exactly right. I mean, that was Super Mario 3 had like, you know, dominated our lives. And then Super Mario World, which I also had gotten for Christmas, probably about the same time you did. Um, and then that thing happened. It just, I still, I, I almost forgot it existed. Um, until again, every once in a while you'll see something about it, but it just, it, 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 it is so far from the tone of what anyone likes about Mario. Mm -hmm. There's, there's nothing that people like about Mario that actually makes it into the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Even the mushroom thing is gross. Yeah. It's it's not fun. It's not a fun movie. It's not a fun movie. And there is a reason why you can't readily access that movie. Because I tried looking for a streaming thing anywhere here in the United States, and I couldn't find it. Yeah, either had to buy it or rent it. Yeah. Not worth it. <laughs> not worth yeah. it. Yeah. No, I... um. I ha I, yeah, I tried to find it too, and I could not. <laughs> yeah, you could probably torrent it somewhere. Or... Yeah, you probably could. I I saw I could see clips on like uh, YouTube and things like that, okay. but nothing of like the full the full movie. Um, but I think Bob Hoskins pretty it was pretty well disconnected from it. Oh yeah, he he hated it. He, I think he considered it one of his worst movies ever. But the Goombas, dude. What what, what was the thing with those Goombas. They weren't even Goombas. You know, you come into this movie with this quasi-knowledge of what Mario is, right? And then you see a version of this intellectual property that doesn't resemble anything of what you know about it. And I get it that, you know, if you're adapting something, you have to change some things. But this was like a complete overhaul of of the story, of everything that you knew coming into this movie. And it was such a disappointment, not only because it was a bad movie, but I mean, thinking back, what did this do to to video game adaptations that came after what were, were executives thinking well like you said it doesn't translate um so i am not a fan of that movie i take it that you aren't either no not even a little but i wanted to talk about it because since we're gonna be talking about this new super mario brothers movie i wanted to compare it and see where this one went right or wrong. So we're at that point where we're about to talk about our new feature, the Super Mario Brothers movie. And here's a brief synopsis. Trying to build up a new plumbing business, brothers Mario and Luigi get thrown into an adventure through Mushroom Kingdom that tests not only their resolve, their bravery, and their wits, but that's what joins them at the core, their sense of family. Now, this is a film directed by Aaron Hovarth, Michael Jelanek, and Pierre Leduc, or Leduc. 
I don't know how you pronounce that. I'm sorry, Pierre. And it's written by Matthew Fogel. So, Matt, after all this preamble about video games, without any spoilers, what did you think about the Super Mario Brothers movie? I really liked it. Actually, I um I thought I don't know if it's quite as the Sonic. I mean, this I actually like the the Mario games better than the Sonic games. I like mm-hmm. I love them both. Um, I I really liked the Mario movie. I don't know yet. It has to sync with me because I just saw it yesterday. I don't yeah. know if quite it's on the level of of uh faithful adaptation necessarily as the um as the Sonic movies are, but I really liked it and there were a lot of things going into it that i wasn't um sure about like the the casting choice for mario mm-hmm. for example i was a little bit um surprised by um but and again I don't, no spoilers here so i don't want to say too much um but i i loved it and the kids loved it too um my son said uh it was his favorite animated movie he'd ever seen yes he, he absolutely <laughs> loved it and i i loved and again i won't say any specifics here but i love the the little ways that they actually tweaked some of the characters Mm -hmm. and didn't play them one-to-one like they were in in the game but it was an interesting twist not like a terrible departure yeah 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 okay um so my thoughts on this movie and you know while i was thinking about this movie I also had to kind of let it sink in. And I came to the conclusion that I'm probably not qualified to talk about this movie because I am completely biased. The Super Mario Brothers movie is exactly what I've been waiting for since 1993. I mean, this movie understands what makes Mario such an appealing IP. And it's simple, you know. Mario equates comfort, okay? And this is a feeling, I don't know, you know exactly what you're going to get when you turn on your Nintendo console and you fire up that Mario game. Okay, it's, it's that feeling I got while watching the movie. It's so weird because I know I'm not playing the game, but I still got that, yeah, yeah, this is, this is something I know and I'm, I'm comfortable just watching it. And I can't stress this enough. This is a Mario movie. So don't go in expecting highbrow art or, or, or sophisticated drama dealing with Mario and Luigi's emotional inability or something like that. It's Mario. So it's, it's a fun adventure with, with a simple story that takes you from point A to point B. Okay. Look, if, is it imperative for you to have played the game before watching this movie? Absolutely not. Will it enhance your viewing of it? A thousand percent, yes. Right? I think if you like Mario, definitely go watch this movie. If you have never played the games, just know that it's a simple story that feels, at least for me, like I said, I'm very unqualified to talk about this movie because I'm so biased towards it. Uh, It made me feel like a kid again. And that's that's a lot. It may it, it was it was just so fun that and, and I'm I'm uh, I didn't get to take my kids because it was an early screening and they were in school. 
but I'm really excited to take them so that they can watch and experience this movie. And I'm hopeful that they love it as much as I do. Um, like I said, I know it's it, there are many other animated movies that are way better, uh, that are deep. You know, it's not a Pixar movie, okay? And it's also not an irreverent uh, Illumination movie, like uh, like the, the Secret Life of Pets or 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 any of the Minions things. It's very light, but it is Mario through and through. One of the cool things that I noticed in the credits is both Shigeru Miyamoto and um, Takeshi uh, Tezuka, the the original yeah. um, Mario, you know, team, creative team. Those are, were the two were involved with it. Yeah, um, and that makes and it, that makes all the difference. Huge, I think. Because I think I think uh, Shigeru Miyamoto didn't really want to do anything with Mario after the disaster of that first movie. No, I think. And, and I understand it. I, I because it is your mascot. You don't want to. You don't want to kind of taint it, right? Well, we in that class, the video game class I teach, I have them watch this video where um, the team at Retro Studios talk about working with Miyamoto, mm-hmm. and they. Um, it's, this is about Met- uh, Donkey Kong when they okay. did um, the Donkey Kong game, um, but I think it's similar to Mario. And when when he met with them, the last thing he said to them was, "And take care of DK because he is my friend." And I feel that he's he feels that way about all of his characters. Yeah, like they they're his friend, and he wants to take care of them. And I think having seemingly no control of the previous movie um, probably really soured them. But mm-hmm. being able to um, and it's the best time. I mean, Nintendo is more popular now than ever. Yeah, yeah. And also, I think animation is the way to go. Yeah. I think it works so well because I know there is this temptation to kind of adapt it to the real world like the first movie. But it, but this one lends itself so well to to animation uh, that I, I think that basing this movie in the real world or, you know, live action, I'm not sure that it would, would have worked as well. Right. Um, all right. Anything else you want to say before we move into the spoilery stuff? I mean, I just, I, I agree with you. I think people should go watch it. I mean, I think um, it's a fun movie. And um, the, what you kind of said about how maybe you're too biased to give a accurate review of it, that, that's also kind of wonderful. <laughs> that, that Seriously, that you're watching it in a way that is so far from the logical side that you're just enjoying it. I mean, that's wonderful, I think. Yeah, I I think you're probably right. I don't think I've ever had this happen to me recently. Uh, because yes, I I watched the Rings of Power and I'm super biased on that. But I, there were parts of that show that I didn't quite love. But this thing, this Mario thing, I just completely enjoyed it. Um, you could tell the people that made it enjoyed it too. All right, Matt. Let's let's go into spoilers. You ready? Yes. All right, let's do it. So uh, one thing that I noticed right away, there's a lot of Easter eggs. Oh, it's um, chock full of Easter eggs. It's chock full. I mean, just right away there in that um, the Punch-Out pizzeria. Yeah. Punch-Out for one, but Wrecking Crew, Spike from Wrecking Crew, the game yeah. before, you know, Mario. Yeah. Um, there's so much of that stuff throughout the entire thing. Musical cues, um, 
everywhere. Like there's a it, there's a huge love letter to Mario fans um, throughout throughout the movie. I um, the beginning I didn't expect at all. I mean, I, I didn't know anything about the movie going in on purpose, mm-hmm. but I did not expect them. Um, I didn't think it was going to be in the real world at all. I thought it was all going to be, um, you know, kind of like the games in the Mushroom Kingdom and that sort of thing. Um, I, I liked that beginning. I thought the beginning was a nice introduction and them getting lost. The other thing is, and it's been a long time since I've read this instruction manual. I unfortunately don't have it anymore. Um, but if I remember right, hopefully I didn't dream this. In the original Super Mario Brothers instruction manual, it talks about the Mario Brothers exploring like the depths of the sewer and getting sucked into the mushroom kingdom through a pipe. I, I want to say that's my, was my first thought. Um, cause I remember like a little drawing of them in, in the, in the original super Mario brothers manual. Um, and I thought that, that was so cool. I loved, um, DK's inclusion and the Mario Kart inclusion, um, how they treated those characters, cranky Kong, the DK rap was in there. Yeah. Um, a lot of the DK stuff came right out of donkey Kong country. As yeah. well, like the the, the yeah. scenery and stuff. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I love that game. I yeah, and but what I think it, again, what Mario is, and kind of lighthearted and um, fun and good versus good, good over evil, and um, you know all all of that kind of stuff that that Mario is without taking itself too seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they did that well. Um, and I liked how they did Bowser. Bowser was completely not at all what I expected. Um, and I, that, um, the, the, the love thing of him singing about peach and all that, that was hilarious. The kids and my wife talked about that. Peaches, Yeah. Talked about it the whole way home. Um, so yeah, I, I, I really, really liked it. And I, um, the first thing, um, my eldest said today was, Oh, I really want to go see it again. Um, so the it's it's really fun when the kids like the movie too, yeah. Because then you're all kind of enjoying it together. Mm-hmm. Um, made me want to play more Mario. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, I pl- you sure. know what I play Mario every single day because I have Mario Run on my phone, and I have uh, Mario Kart World Tour on my phone. Nice. And Mario World uh, Mario Kart World Tour updates every week so every week you get a new race uh a new tour and in each tour you get you get you get what like 16 different races and it's it's great it's just a really cool game i love it so i like so i mario is a great stress relief for me yeah i i with everything especially now i don't have really any time but i will play Especially one of the NES Mario's usually sometimes world um, for like five minutes, and it's a just a great stress relief. I just like I feel much less stressed just in that five minutes, just from from playing those games and you know remembering. Um, I don't know if you remember. I remember the the very first time I saw Super Mario Brothers. I was I was in my neighbor's basement. Mm-hmm. Um. And I'd seen like Atari games and they were okay, but I wasn't really that enamored with it. And um, I remember seeing Super Mario Brothers and being like, this is really cool. Like, what is this thing? Um, And literally from that day, I have been obsessed with video games and Nintendo, you know, first and foremost. So it's, um, 
it's it's a huge huge thing. I don't I don't think people appreciate just how amazing Super Mario Brothers is. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you when you play, well, not even playing. When you get a a Mario game, you know what you're getting into. Uh, you get Mario Tennis, and it's that fun feeling of yes, you're playing tennis, but you're Mario, right? Or you're Luigi, or the princess, or whatever. The same thing with Paper Mario or or Smash Brothers, uh, Mario Party. You know, all of these different games, they do change. They have different objectives, but they're still within this fun thing that is Mario. Uh, one thing I do want to want to talk about in spoilers is um, the side-scrolling thing. There's mm-hmm. There are, I think, three different sequences. Yep. Where they do the side scrolling thing and it works amazing. So well. It's yep. oh my god. <laughs> it's one of those the, things that, that it just it translates so well the way they made it. I had such a big stupid grin on my face. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just like <laughs> <laughs> And then and then the uh the, the Mario Kart uh, sequence, the, the Oh man. I'm just gonna uh <laughs> the way they use the the shells and then you have the spiky shell and even though they defeat the spiky shell you know he's not done because that's the unbeatable shell and and, and the way they incorporate the whole Mario Kart thing into the story is is very clever yeah the reason why they have a rainbow road is very clever mm-hmm. um i don't know man it's it was just this was just made for me, man. Mm-hmm. Completely made for me. Um, you you get the subvert of of expectations with the princess with Peach. Oh yeah, where she's not the damsel in distress. She actually does a, a reversal on Bowser, and the one that, that came to... from uh, Miyamoto, by the way. I saw an interview really? with him re- recently. Good. Yeah, that's good. He said that you know that they'd done the damsel in distress thing for so long mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. they wanted to completely flip it on its head. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have Luigi taking on the scaredy cat thing from, Ow. from Luigi's mansion. Yep. It's, I loved it. I, no yeah. matter what age of Mario fan you are, even no matter when you started playing Mario, even if you start with Odyssey, but yeah, they had something from every era, which mm-hmm. was really cool. I mean, there was things that's like, oh wow, they have that from GameCube, and that's that's uh, old school. That's Nintendo. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, he played Kid Icarus, which I thought was really interesting too, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's playing. Yeah, yeah. So those are things that um, they also did in in the original movie because Luigi, I think Luigi was playing a game or something like that. Oh yeah, um, he was. That's right. I had forgotten about that. And then they have the 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 the, the handshake, the wiggity wiggity thing from the fingers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They in this movie they also had some type of handshake, so that's relatable, right? With with the other movie. But in terms of comparing this with the other movie, what what are what what's your take on that? I don't think there's any comparison. Um, I. I mean, they're both technically based off the same IP, so there's a, a, a um, you can make. I mean, there's obvious comparisons because they're made on the same IP, but um, they're from tonally such a different place. Whereas the that 
thing that came, I don't even know what to call it. <laughs> that thing that came out in 1993 was a um, completely disrespectful of the source material in a way that no fan would like it and also like no new person would like it. Whereas this one somehow I think appeals to both. Um, and I don't know if it was like this with your audience, but in our audience, a um, couple things. When we were going there and we got there and we were a little worried there wouldn't be room or whatever. Um, but the theaters around here have not been full at all for mm-hmm. movies. And mm-hmm. one of our theaters in town actually went out of business oh, uh, wow. that had been here since, you know, forever. I mean, decades and decades and decades, um, potentially older than me. It went out of business this year. So the, and they said that the Mario movie and this this is in their tenure working there, but um, had more more people on opening day than any movie they'd had. Um, oh. which is a, a good sign for, for theaters. Yeah. But it was a diverse crowd. There was like a, an old like veteran with like a, a, be- a big beard that was sitting and there were a <laughs> bunch of kids and just all, all sorts of different, like a very diverse audience, which was really cool too. That's really cool, man. Um, what else? Uh, you know what? I, I do have some, some quibbles with, with the movie and, and, it goes back to character development. Of course, when you play Mario, you're not expecting much of that because that's not what the game is about. It's a fun adventure and that's it. But this is a movie and so I kind of have to judge it on those terms. And yes, character development and plot development were lacking. You know, the, the, the film moves at a very brisk pace and so it does sacrifice some of that plot and character development. And then the other thing was the third act. I I don't think I entirely love that they end in the real world. That that last chunk is in the real world. I think it could have been resolved back over there. I can't I, I kind of get that their family had to quote unquote see that they were heroes, right? But I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't a fan of that. But that doesn't I mean think that what, it, that doesn't mean that it wasn't awesome. Because when well, they get the star and you get the music oh, yeah. from the star, uh, it's. Dun, 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 it's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I was really hoping that when in those pipes they would somehow go through like the different games, like they'd come out and it would like be like one to one exactly like those games. Um, I kept hoping for that. That was really, I mean, kind of a small disappointment. We didn't get that. Mm-hmm. Um. But I didn't. I mean, I don't. I don't know if it's like a perfect movie or anything. But I just, in terms of, and I didn't. I had no expectations going in. Again, yeah. I just didn't. I didn't read reviews. I um, I had seen part of the trailer because one of my classes wanted to see it, and so I, I tried not to look at it. But I mm-hmm. saw like a couple seconds of it. I knew, I knew the casting of a lot of the characters. Um, but there wasn't really anything that um. That really bothered me. Yeah, it was a very enjoyable movie. I'm I, I'm just pointing those out, just because because I have to. I know. Yeah. Them no, and... it's good. It's I I again. I'm. I mean, I. I mean, I, I think you're probably where I was, but I was so obsessed with Nintendo. I mean, video games, but specifically Nintendo, and mm-hmm. and specifically that era. Um, that you know, it was, it was really like you said, going back to that to that time i mean it was i mean the world of nintendo do you remember those in stores 
Yeah. Back in those days. Yeah. I mean, that was like the most amazing thing ever. And just, um, and it, I guess it's probably because you're, we were kids, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's different now than it was still magical, still magical yeah. and fun, but that was a, a very special, special, unique time. Yeah. I agree. I agree. All right, Matt. I think, I think the way that I compare these two movies, the 93 version and this one is that one is a Super Mario Brothers movie and the other one is just the great value, cheap imitation of the IP. That's it. That's all there is. Anything else you want to say before we wrap it up? Um, I mean, go see the movie. Uh, that's really what I would um, tell anyone that's even remotely thinking about it. Mm -hmm. um, don't let the reviews dissuade you. Um, if you have even a slight interest in Mario, maybe you haven't played it since the 90s, I would say go see it. Yeah. Um, but even if you just like animated movies, I mean, I think it, it, it also um, is a fun animated movies. I actually, I think we talked about this last time, but I, I had a hard time getting into 3D animated movies. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Um, I'm much more connected to 2D animated movies. Um, and there's only a very few 3D movies that I really like. But this one I would I would put up there. I mean, I I, I would put this as um, a 3D movie that I, I love. Yeah. All right, Matt. But before we leave, uh, how can our listeners learn more about the Wi-Fi Film Festival or just grab a hold of you on social media? So um, if you go to wififilmfestival.com, um, you can hit us up there. All of the um, all of our social media accounts are linked there. You can find them there. Um, MatthewNyquist.com for me, although I am in the middle of updating that. Um, and I'm BreakmanX on all social media, video games, um, everything throughout the universe. <laughs> all right. And you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Media Review Pod. Or email us at mediareviewpod at gmail.com. That's media, R-E-V-U-E, pod at gmail.com. As always, don't forget to subscribe and rate and review the show. And if you ever find yourself lonely with some spare time, remember that Mario is always there for you. Because Mario is just that, a happy place. Something you can always rely on. In essence, Mario is comfort so all you have to do is dust off your old mario game enjoy and of course don't forget to breathe till next time have a good one bye, -bye.